Hello everyone, it's Graham Cove with another My Music. Hope you're having a great week wherever you are and whoever you're having it with. And in a minute, I will be speaking to Bo Jennings. But first, let's watch and peruse this video again from Analog Trash. If you haven't seen it before, it will be a feast before your eyes. If you have, you'll think, oh, not that video again. I should just say, actually, for everybody out there, that if you haven't joined the uh, Analog Trash Supporters Club yet, now's the time to do it because the next parcel is due to go out very soon where you will get an absolute deluge of free stuff. Well, not free because you're paying for it, but a deluge of stuff that actually supports the artist uh, and is worth far more money than you are paying for it. Bo, how are you, sir? I'm well, Graham. Thanks for asking. Good. And where are you coming from today? You you were asking me just before we came on where I'm from, and I'm from the lovely part of the, the world, which is Somerset. You're from? I live currently in Norman, Oklahoma, which is about 30 minutes south of Oklahoma City. Wow. Wow. In it's the one middle. Of those, it's, yeah, absolutely. It's one, and it's one of those places as well where, you know, as, a, as a, someone from Britain, um, who grew up in the sort of late seventies? I've always wanted to visit because of because of Oklahoma, the musical. Yeah. You know, yeah. yeah. Did you did you did you grow up with Oklahoma the musical as well? Uh, I do. I did actually. There's a there's a famous uh, there's a famous place here not too far from me where they put on they used to put on that play every summer and uh, wow. I went any number of times it was a field trip destination you'd go with your church group or your school or whoever but yeah i've i've seen it i've been there it's it's great ah did you yeah. you say church group did did you grow up in a in a sort of church home i did yeah yeah cool yep. yeah now that that's that often introduces people to singing at an early age did you it did you not not for me but no? um I I didn't I didn't grow up singing in church I guess is what I'm saying but um yeah that that was my first introduction to to music for sure um and those were those are the first songs I became most familiar with no doubt yeah was it was it kind of traditional church music or was it quite uh was it quite evangelical yeah my my church my church was a little bit based on um we weren't I. I was born in 79. So I didn't, I kind of missed a lot of the, uh, when churches went more modern music before, before all, every church wanted to sound like U2 or Coldplay. It, yeah, yeah. We still sang out of the hymnal, which, you know, those are a lot of, those are a lot of Celtic, uh, Celtic uh, melodies and songs that come from, from that world. So I, I'm thankful for that because those are still really a lot of beautiful hymns and, and, uh, and songs. Yeah, well, you you get you get some some of the most classic 
song folk songs in a way through our culture through that i mean songs like amazing grace yeah doesn't matter where you pick it up it's just an amazing song and an and an amazing tune as well yeah um i i think it i always feel that it kind of educates the ear as well to music because some of that stuff's hard (laughs) you know one thing i i came away and i had this realization a few years ago um uh most of the most of those songs you know come from a time when you didn't have a a rock band to accompany you it was the melody had to carry everything and yeah. um you know so a group seeing a congregation singing with minimal accompaniment a piano or an organ just something just to kind of tell you what key it's in um you know melody is kind of the king there and and that that was actually a, a pretty educational or a, a sort of a profound thing for me to realize that if a song can exist uh, a cappella, uh, you you know you have something. Is that part of the litmus test for your own music? Um, I've started to think of no, because I wouldn't say that uh, my own music stands up to that test every time. Right. Um, but I've I've but are you myself- moving towards that? I've caught myself wanting to use that as a, if not the only, if not the only metric, but a, met, a metric to, to, to gauge against, you know, I still love, you know, songs that rely completely on the whole composition to carry it because that's, those are, those are great songs too, but there is something that at its core, if you can sing it a cappella and it stands up, that's, that's cool. Yeah. And I, and I guess, you know, We've seen that through songwriters like Dylan and, you know, Seeger and whatever over a period of time. It it, it had to have that kind of sing-along ability to it. Sure. For yeah. it, Harry. Um, Absolutely. Who, who, who growing up were you listening to then? Probably, um, I would say the number one thing, the number one artist that was um, – allowed in the house and that I listened to most was Johnny Cash for sure. Okay, cool. Um, which I think you get a lot, a lot of bang for your buck if that's all you have, because I, I actually went through, I had, I did a little thought process the other day where I kind of wondered is, is the Johnny Cash live record from uh, Folsom prison? Is, is this the best record ever? And I, I would, I, I have would, that on my shelf. Yeah. Do you? Yeah. And I think you can, I think it has a lot of things going for it. it there, there's rock and roll songs, there's gospel songs, there's blues songs. Um, the, you have the live element that is just electric. In fact, I don't know if you, one of my favorite stories is uh, I was reading an interview actually with Radiohead one time and they talked about making OK Computer. And they said they were, this might, maybe everybody knows this, but I thought it was cool. But they were saying they were trying, when they were making that record, they were trying to capture the live electric sound of the Folsom prison record. There are songs are miles apart, but I get it. I get where they, what they were talking about. And I can hear some of that in there. Anyway, that record was, um, there was a lot in that record. And um, that was some of my first. That's first a wonderful, music. well, that's a, that's a wonderful place to start. Did, when, when did you first actually pick up an instrument and start making music for yourself? Not until I was about 18. Um, I played some piano as a kid in middle school. And that, that actually gave me a nice foundation for when I did pick up a guitar later at 18. 
and then pretty quick i learned some chords and like everybody else i learned my johnny cash songs i learned my dylan songs and my uh you know some of my some of the stuff so i could uh play in the church band a little bit and I was going to say, was, what's the, what was the catalyst though? Was it was it to you mentioned church there? So was it to sort of get into playing in the church, or was it? Did you have friends outside of church that were looking to sort of congregate around? Uh, yeah, I had some friends music. in high school. I had some friends in high school that before I knew I, I was uh, I played sports in high school, and so I never saw myself as someone that would have a band at that point in my life. I thought I was, you know a jock an athlete um but a lot of my friends were in uh some some rock and roll bands that and i thought that's pretty cool and i would just hang around them and but i would they would they would book their own tours and they would make their own records make their own demos and i was i look back and i was really fortunate to see kind of firsthand how uh an independent rock band does it and so just by watching what they did, I thought, oh, this is possible. You don't have to be, um, you don't have to go, like you you can be at a, a small independent band and make this work. You don't have to be the biggest band in the world or on MTV to, to make it work. Yeah. It's funny. I mean, when I was young, I was very into sport, very into sport indeed. And thinking about, what sort of transitioned me into music i guess it was becoming a f- heavy fan of music to begin with you know i, yeah. I, I adored listening to music uh, i i loved spending sort of time with people that were older than me that could introduce me to music that was beyond before my time you know my my the sort of current time but also i i, I guess it was like the, the fact that here was something that i could create or get involved in the creation process of where sure. sport, sports is i mean I, I think the two fit together in some ways i mean i think you need to succeed in music you need a, a sort of competitive uh, you know you need that kind of competitive edge to you you need to want want it otherwise it's you know you know now that you say that i I think once I graduated high school and stopped playing sports, I think starting a band maybe fulfilled some of that role for me where, Hey, we're a team. We're all working on something together. It's us against everybody else. Yeah. Um, I, now I've since, I've since backed away a little bit from the competitive. I I still feel competitive with other people. And I think in a positive way, but I've also tried to, to eliminate that as much as possible and make it, I'm not. I'm. I'm. I'm just trying to make the best art possible. So um, you're competitive with yourself, though. For sure, for sure. And hey, if I see some, you know, if I see a contemporary of mine that that uh, that makes something cool, I want to make something cooler, you know. But uh, I think that's healthy. I don't, you know, I'm still cheering for them to to do good because it spurs me on as well. Yeah. Talk to me about this uh, this latest outing of yours, the the song. And, and presumably album to follow. Yeah, this is a song we made um, a few months ago. We are working on a record at the moment. And um, I'd say we're about six songs in. Six keep six keepers. There's more songs out there, but... Um, you know, some you have on, to disappear off into the ether, you know. Some, some got to go. 
Um, this one, and actually this one, uh, I, I'd had some studio time booked specifically to record a single song to release um, this summer. And I had a different song lined up. And then I was just sitting around strumming and this song, People in This Town, really came to me really quickly, a couple days before the studio times that were booked. And um, I made an acoustic iPhone demo of it and I sent it to everybody. I said, guys, I think I'd rather do this one actually. And everybody agreed. It, they were just like, yeah, that sounds a lot more fun. Um, the other one, I will still probably record it, but it wasn't necessarily, you know, summer single material. Yeah, yeah. This one felt a little more like, hey, this this is an obvious one to just just kind of go with it. It's, uh, you know. Now, listen, summer. This, this song follows in the tradition of a lot of great songs that talk about people in towns all right I, I i love songs that have got the word town in for a start because <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> bit, there's something about a town isn't there it's it's not big enough to be a city mm -hmm. you know do you know what i'm saying there it's there's something about a town which you kind of feel that it's it's reached its level but it's never going to get more than that Mm -hmm. And therefore, there's there's an element of the you know anybody coming from that town or you know there's there's a community in a town. You don't get community in the city, but also there's an element by which they're kind of trapped by the town as well. If you know what I mean, how how much of that element is in this song? Oh, I think that's really perceptive. What you just said, uh, I think. Uh... You know, the, this song was inspired just by this uh, this uh, dive bar that's a little bit north of town that I drove by all the time. It's called it's called the Barracuda, which is just perfect for me. You know, it's it's silly, it's stupid, and but actually, what happened was I was um, I know people that have hung out there, but it, it's a true dive. And I actually was looking online and they have a, you know, they have a Facebook page and stuff. And it's easy to dismiss this as, Hey, this is a dive bar. This is just a couple drunks hanging out. Um, this is nothing. But I was really struck by, there were photos online. You know, you could look a place up and there's reviews and I was like, Hey, here's photos of the inside. Here's what's going on there. People were celebrating their birthdays and graduations there. Uh, I, saw some there was a bachelorette party there was uh there was uh there were birthday parties there were all sorts of things happening there and it struck me that it's easy to dismiss these types of their categories categorize these places as maybe something they're not or reduce them to to having one role in the community when actually they fulfill you know, a similar role that, uh, you know, a church might or some other congregation uh, place where people congregate. And I'm just, I don't know why I'm just drawn to that stuff. I just, I don't particularly go out all the time. I'm not a necessarily a frequenter of dive bars. I, <laughs> I, I enjoy them as much as the next guy, but I don't live there. I've got kids, you know, um, but I do appreciate them. And um, I also think they're great topics for songs. So anyway, it, just imagining what happens at the Barracuda was uh, 
I love that. Point. Yeah. And it's, it's, you know, it's really, it's stories of everyday life, isn't it? It's stories of, as you say, and it always tinged with a slight bit of sadness, I always feel, because, you know, like some people never, never see beyond that. They never see much more of the world or whatever, but other people do. And it's really kind of that tension. And I love that. You know? I, I agree. Yeah, there's there is a bit of a, you can look at it any number of ways um, and they're all valid. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, I just, you know. The, mis- the mysteries of a song, uh, I'll, I'll never never fully get to the bottom of it. So, yeah. I mean, uh, so anyone listening, I mean, you know, to this song, I mean, you know, th- there's obviously the sort of Springsteen's type comparisons that people wrote about. In fact, it was even on your press release, um, et cetera. But also, you know, for me, you know, there's just as many comparisons to, to things like Deacon Blue. Which do, do you know Deacon Blue, the band? I I do. I don't know their stuff super intim- intimately, but I but I do know enough about them. Yeah, yeah. You know, they, it's got that kind of feel of their like their first album, Rain Town, in particular. You know, just mm-hmm. you you sense that you can actually feel the place in the song. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Even I, the way you've started the song here, because tell tell people about that. You know, it doesn't. It doesn't just kick in with a drum and off we go. There's a bit of no, there's a little bit of noise, a little bit of yeah. You know, there's and you know none of none of that was staged. That's all how uh, you know we. You can hear us plugging in our our uh, the guitars into the amps. Uh, I feel like you know some. I think someone's strumming just to make sure that their their sound is working. So there's a little bit of yeah. I do think that is actually that does actually serve a serve a little bit of a purpose of orient orienting you the listener like hey you're about this to is the to band that's band. on that night at this yeah. bar They're getting yeah, yeah, ready. yeah exactly yeah yeah, yeah. what well, welcome we're, we're you're about to hear some rock and roll music <laughs> um so yeah so you're actually you know you're stepping into the bar you're actually going to hear the band in the bar but at the same time you're going to hear a, a bit about the lives of the people in the bar it's brilliant yeah, right. yeah, yeah. It's fun. That's cool. Yeah. If it if if there was an album cover for the for this, it would be a little bit like um In for the Outdoor by Led Zeppelin. You know where they all, all those <laughs> different bar shots. For sure. Uh, you, there you go. Hey, maybe sure. on, the, on the album you could have something like that. Who knows? We're looking for ideas all the time. So Yeah. <laughs> what 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 sort of other subjects are you gonna cover? on the album what what's what's uh you know give the game away what what sort of other things are you touching on well yeah that's a great question um there's a number of other like i said we, i'd say we're about six songs in that feel feel legit and i don't know I, it feels a little early to 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 identify a theme um but i would i would say there's a few other tunes that are kind of circling around this concept of you know um what's going on in in norman oklahoma right now um and you know that's that's one of those things where how compelling is that i don't know but i think sometimes i've found the more specific you get in a song the more specific you get naming characters or places or 
locations that can be to me at least that's more compelling and so is, I, is any of that. is any of that kind of an out coming out of covid i mean this is not a covid record right but is any of this a kind of coming out of covid record in as much as you know you've we all went through that we all went through lockdown mm -hmm. we all went through nothing happening just sometimes you said, you know, you went past this bar and you kind of kept noticing it. It's part of it kind of like noticing life. Yeah. Everyday life just happening again sort of thing. I, would, I wouldn't have picked up on that. And now that you say it, that sounds as valid as anything. I could very well be, uh, you know, <laughs> re, 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 um, re appreciating everything new for the first time. That That's a, that could very well be what's happening for sure. I think, well, I, I think it, I think it's happening to all of us. You know, I think we've all, uh, having gone through those few years, I think we've, we've all suddenly like, you know, realized that when we go somewhere that we kind of just almost took for granted in the past, we're kind of like, wow, this is amazing. You know, it's absolutely. I, I, absolutely. You know, like I still, I still feel like that when I go to gigs now. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you know, yeah. not you. All I was always excited to go to gigs. I loved live music, but now it's like, wow, you know, we're we're here and we're meeting in public and we're drinking together and you know, I don't have to wear a mask to go to this bit and then take it off and do this bit again. All of that stuff that you know. Uh, the whole time is just a crazy it's like a crazy it was like a dream i yeah i remember at the time in the thick of lockdown going to wherever the post office or something and you know getting my mask and thinking i don't know how i'll ever feel normal in a public again without a mask and now i do and so it's just it's amazing how deep into it we were and then you're back and then you still remember that time but it also feels like 100 years ago it does feel like in some ways years ago. yeah um i mean I, for, for me it, it's stuff like queuing for the in the super or queuing to get into a supermarket and everybody like staying you know the car's <laughs> distance away from the people in front or behind you and just for sure slowly yeah. shuffling in you know and and being i think i think for most of us it's the fact that we were forced to slow down you know because mm -hmm. life mm -hmm. is so fast right and i did no and uh well we talked about that just before we came on it just seems mad now you know it's like oh i haven't got the hours in the day we had all the hours in the day <laughs> back then all of them yeah all no at doubt. once far no too doubt. many of them did you did you actually spend any of that time did you did you learn anything new in 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 lockdown period did you did you get better at anything um i think like everybody else in the world that had the means to do so i uh, started a garden nice did a, did a backyard project and got a got that going um realized we could grow things yeah yeah <laughs> uh, i bought a i bought a kayak another uh nice. thing that i was fortunate to do yeah, I think just just kind of backing up and saying, "Hey, we could spend more time outside." You know, I need to be doing this doing this anyway. Yeah, 
uh, I, d- I definitely, was... I definitely think the craziest thing for us was we started to do walks, and we realised a little bit like we were just saying. We realised that even though we've lived here for years, mm-hmm. there were places that we we walked to. There were places like within walking distance which we'd like never been to, and just like, wow, this is beautiful around here. We've never walked here before. Yeah, just no, mad. there. That was, yeah, absolutely. For yeah. sure. Special. Tell me very, very quickly and tell, tell everybody else, um, this is you and the Tigers. Who are the Tigers? Yeah, so the Tigers is a, a group of guys that um, I've been playing with. It, we've had varying lineup changes over the years, but um, this most recent version, I think we've been together about three years. Um, but uh, yeah, so... Uh, Chase Kirby plays guitar and sings background vocals. Uh, Chris Weiser is the organ player. Um, Dustin Raglan plays the drums. And then Michael Trapanier plays the bass and also owns the recording studio that we record out of. And he records and useful. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, uh, I really couldn't be more fortunate to, to play in a band with, with everybody they're they're this, the band could do any could do anything and i'm i am by far the least uh talented musically in the band and i that's where i want to be too i don't want to be the best guy i want i want them to bring me up you know i question um, you on that i'll question you on that because when you I, say I, musically you mean like in a traditional sense of the word right like i'll i'll say it this way no one's gonna hire me to play guitar on their record or right. piano on their record um but they hire these guys these guys play on people's records all the time yeah now i bring songs to the i bring this i bring the songs to the fold and i and that that's that's what we do i write the songs they make them sound amazing but musically as being a being a proficient musician i i need a lot of help so uh that's it, it all it's all a good it's a good uh, combo uh, what I would say, my friend, and I'll, I'll stick to this till the day that I die, is that you teach them as much about music as they teach you. I think there's room for all that. Yeah, I think we yeah. all learn from each other, and um, and and be, yeah, and actually, because sometimes very proficient musicians who can play really well and read music very well, and you know, can do all of the widdly widdly and all of that other stuff sometimes need people that can show them that rules can be broken so it's for sure for sure you know yeah yeah we've i think you know i've played with so many musicians over over my time and um it's interesting there's the classically trained ones that they sometimes have trouble uh just just being free you know they need they need sheet music in front of them yeah um and it's I talked. I talked to. I talked to someone who's classically trained on here not so long ago, and, and she was saying exactly that. I mean, you know, uh, I, I was saying that I can remember being at school and like playing something on the piano, and and like music teacher going, "You can't play that." I'm like, I just did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right? right. If you can physically do it, you can do it. Right. Mm-hmm. And she's, uh, yeah, she totally got, she was like a grade eight musician and all of that in, in, every, mm-hmm. in like loads of different instruments. She said, yeah, that's so me. I was like, you know, I've learned 
that goes with that and that goes with that and these are the rules and whatever and then when someone like says but you can break the rules it's like ah can you <laughs> yeah 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 i mean it's all uh it's all a push pull for sure yeah definitely so just so people remember okay uh, and thank you so much for joining me today um, sure. We want to we want to make sure that people now go and investigate your uh, your your music, uh, get to get to know you as well. Where's the best place that people can connect with you? First of all, not where they can listen to your music, but connect with you. I mean, I would just say go to my website, bowjennings.com, B-E-A-U. Um, you got a mailing list? Uh, yeah, there's there there is one on there, I believe. Um, I'm not super active sending emails to people, but I'm on Twitter, I'm on Instagram and Facebook. Those are cool, kind of the so, tip, typical ones. Do that then. Connect with yeah. Bo on there. Yeah. Um, and the, the single's called "People in This Town." If you uh, if you could please go and check it out, play it, add it to your playlist as well, because that's super important. Um, just so that Bo actually get circulated a little bit that's what this is all about you know don't that's just right, listen to right. the stuff that the box in the corner tells you you should be listening to actually go and find some music for yourselves that's Goodness. right that's so, right Bo, as i say pleasure um short but sweet but do come back when the album's done and let's and then we'll we'll, we'll talk about the album because that would be that would be marvelous absolutely um, good if you've enjoyed this today, folks, this has been Graham talking to Bo Jennings for my music. And it's been a wonderful and pleasurable experience. If you haven't enjoyed this today, then this is an instructional video on how to mount your horse from the side uh, using the arabesque method. Um, and you can keep this video and do what you like with it. Until next time, bye for now. <laughs>